Keeping Realty is available Wednesday of each week, produced by Gabriella DeAngelis. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the views or positions of any entities they represent. Coal Banker Realty is owned by a subsidiary of Anywhere Advisors, LLC. Coal Banker is a registered service mark owned by Coal Banker Real Estate, LLC. Welcome to Keeping It Realty Podcast, the show that empowers you to make your dreams a reality and achieve the dream of homeownership. In this episode, we are going to discuss a topic that weighs heavily on so many individuals, which is student debt. Join me as we explore practical strategies to move past the burden of student loans and navigate the challenging real estate market as potential home buyers that we are currently facing, from discussing effective debt management techniques to exploring innovative solutions. With all that being said, let's get right into discussing steps to overcome the obstacles, to unlock the door to financial freedom, and embark on the journey towards building equity and stability. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Keeping It Realty. I went on vacation and then I celebrated the 4th of July. And then when I was done with all of that, I was a little bit overwhelmed with how much work I had to do. So I finally got my routine back and I'm just trying to get everything organized, but I'm so glad to just be sitting here recording this fun episode. Um, I do have a really exciting announcement that I'm going to say right now, and that is if you are in the Northern Kentucky area or if you're in Kentucky in general and you are thinking about getting your real estate license or maybe you're in school for getting your real estate license, I am hosting an event at Caldwell Banker with my managers and it is called Career Night with Gabriella and then we are going to have a boot camp Um, which is basically where I help you guys get into the course and um, talk about things that you may not know about real estate because there's so much more than just what I've talked about on my podcast. We'll do a tour of Caldwell and why I went with Caldwell Banker and just a lot of other fun stuff. So if you are interested in that and you want more details, then DM me on Instagram and I'm happy to let you know. So with that being said... Let's just get right into talking about student loans and really how to get past it. Um, But I do want to say one thing really quick. So, you know, when like you tell your like best friend or one of your friends like advice on like a boyfriend or something, and then you literally next week will go and do that exact opposite. Well, I feel a little bit similar to that situation when I'm talking right now because I have no student loans. So I'm giving you guys advice on something that I don't even have. Um, and I also am giving you guys ways to improve your credit, yet I don't do that either. But I do know that it's very helpful. And hopefully me giving advice to you guys, I will take my own advice. So First thing that I want to say is if you're in law school, medical school, any college, whatever it is, there are so many people that still purchase a home with debt. It's so possible. And you're not alone if you have a lot of student loans because so many people do and more people than you would think. And as of right now, the first quarter, according to LenderTree.com, $1.78 trillion in federal and private student loan debt as of the first quarter. So you're not alone. And right now, student debt isn't even a first-time homebuyer problem. There are people in their 50s that are struggling to get mortgages and stuff because of how high their student loans are. Um, So, uh, my dad, but just kidding. Okay, so the first one that I want to talk about is your debt-to-income ratio. 
also am not a lender. Um, so your debt to income ratio is one of the most impactful numbers on your life, like since you probably took the ACT score. And it measures the percentage of your monthly income that goes to pay your debt. So if you're interested or like curious on what yours would be, I'm going to tell you right now how to calculate it. And that is that you add up all your monthly bills and debt. So like your credit card, your rent, your car payment, your student loans, whatever it is, and divide that by the total of your gross monthly income, which is your income before taxes, if you didn't know. So the lower your debt to income ratio is, the less risky that you are to lenders. And I'm not a lender, but I do believe that depending on your credit score, your savings, um, your assets, down payment, lenders will accept higher um, ratios. I think it would also depend on um, the certain loan that you're getting, but that is what a lender is for. So if you need one, let me know because I know and work with a ton of great lenders. So basically to improve your debt to income, make more money, do some side hustles maybe, spend less money and pay down your debt. I did also do some research um, on side hustles in 2023 that do not require college education. And I'm just going to tell you guys a few of them. I figured it would be good information to know. One of them is a medical secretary. Um, Secretaries usually, I know they have to have a high school diploma or equivalent, and they may need like additional training, um, but I'm not sure. I just know that you don't need a college or... Yeah, just you don't need a college diploma. Next one is a esthetician and skincare specialist. You do not need a college degree for that, but you do need some type of education in that type of field, um, which is like, I'm sure they have their own school for it or whatever. Um, the next one is hairdressers, like a cosmetologist, which you do need um, school for that as well, but it's a separate school and you can make pretty good money in that. So the next one is a nail tech. I love doing my own nails. I suck at it, but it's so fun for me to do. Um, and I feel like if you like built up clients, like kind of like real estate, like you could own your own salon and make good money in that. Um, a firefighter. Also, I just want to say that you probably would benefit having a business degree if you were wanting to open up your own nail salon, but I think it would be really a good investment. Um, a pharmacy technician, you do not need a college education. Um, you just have to have a high school diploma because I'm sure you just learn on the job. A massage therapist. Um, normally, I would say you need like some type of education program that is for that. Um, an electrician. So that kind of trade like HVAC, electrician, welding, they all make really good money. Um, a medical records technician, um, I think you just need a high school diploma. I'm not sure, but so, or be a bartender or a, um, like a waitress or waiter, whatever it may be, but you make really good money in that. I know that. So yeah, the next one, which I know I've talked about before and it's so obvious is increasing your credit score. And if you're anyone like me who had zero credit, and Discovery and Capital One, I would apply and they literally would decline me. Like I didn't have any like things that were bad. Like I literally had just zero credit and no matter what, they would never approve me. So if you're anything like me, then what I would do is 
go to your bank. I went to Fifth Third and I got a secure card. So basically what a secure card is, is you're putting $300 down as collateral, which is your own money. And you're paying that back each month. And it's basically for people with zero credit to help build your credit. And within a few months, I had a pretty decent credit score. Not decent. I would say it was just like, okay. And then this isn't smart. So don't do this. Well, you can, it helped me, but there are other ones out there that are probably better is I was shopping shocker at TJ Maxx and she was like, do you want 25% off and blah, 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 blah. Of course, who doesn't? So I thought it was like a coupon reward email thing. Like, yes, I know. I can't believe I'm even saying that right now, but I, she was like, you, what is, uh, type in your social in the keypad or whatever. And I was thinking to myself, why the hell do I need to type in my social? And then like a second later, she was like, you're approved. Yeah, I got a credit card, but I will say it did help me. My credit score is now above 700, which is really good. Actually. Okay. Once again, that's not really good, but it's fair. So, um, yeah, once you get a secure card, you start building up your credit. I'm sure that you can approve or get approved for a platinum um, like Capital One or Discovery or whatever it is. So the next one is if you have student loans, I know it's probably hard to save for a down payment if you are wanting to purchase a home. But right now and in the last year or two, um, down payment assistance programs and grants are so much more common. And there are so many assistance programs and grants out there to help homeowners and promote home buying and especially for first-time home buyers and any buyer there are so many ways to help you if you don't make a certain amount each year there are so many out there so you can buy a home and I'm going to tell you a little story about my sister that she never thought that she could buy a home and she was renting pretty close to where I was living and her house was infested with like mice, like it was sick. And I'm sure she was listening, listening to this. She's probably laughing in her cute house that I sold to her. But the point of the story is when she would come over like crying to my mom and she's like 24, um, like about how bad it was. She had, um, what are they called? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, not, um, like people that come, uh, like, pest control? I don't know. That's not the word I'm looking for and it's going to continue to piss me off, but I'm going to go on about my story. They said basically because the house next door was vacant um, until something with that house got fixed, Annabelle's house was not going to continue to get better. I mean, it would, but then it would just get bad again. So anyway, she comes over crying one day and I'm like, Annabelle, like if you were paying a lot this much in rent, you can literally get a mortgage and pay just about the same. And even interest rates were high at that point. And she was like, I will never be able to get approved for house Ella, like just stop. And I was like, okay, like whatever, you don't have to believe me. And she ended up getting approved for, I want to say like $180,000 and with my grandma co-signing for her. Um, actually she might've been a co-borrower, but she really just helped Annabelle with the down payment and she loves her house. It's huge. Like it, we got a really good deal. It wasn't, the market wasn't too bad then. And, 
Um, she loves it and it's so cute and she like loves doing like a bunch of DIY stuff now that she has her own house and I love it. So, okay guys, I'm currently sitting here about to upload my podcast, but I just had to come on and say that the word I was looking for was exterminator. So there you go. If you're somebody that thinks that you cannot own a home, there's a story to tell you that she thought she could never. And sure enough, she had a co-borrower or co-signer um, get on her loan and she is now a homeowner. Okay. I don't know the difference between co-borrower or co-signer. Honestly, I probably should. I'm going to look it up right after. But um, I will say that if you have a co-borrower or co-signer, whatever one I'm trying to think of, um, they will be on the title. So they will co-own it with you. I think she just co-signed for her. I don't know. But I'm going to figure out because now I want to know. Um, so that was the next one is get a co-borrower um, because it does instantly increase your chance of getting a mortgage as long as the co-borrower I would think is in better standing than their income would count towards the debt to income ratio as well as their credit history would also help improve yours. And it's so common um, for people that are purchasing a home to have a co-borrower or co-signer and Another one is if the only thing that you're struggling with is the down payment and you have family members that are willing to help you, um, another good idea is a family gift. And that is when somebody in your family, a close relative, um, basically gifts you the money, um, gifts you the money for the down payment or the closing cost or whatever it is that you need help with. And um, then you're good to go. And yeah, so you can buy a home just never say never and don't think that you can't because you probably can. Um, number five, this is more towards student loans, is see if your employer will help to repay your student debt because I do know that some companies actually offer loan repayment assistance like as a benefit. Okay, so the bottom line um, is that there is no quick fix to student loans and I don't have student loans because I didn't go to college, but effort, less spending, more hustling, it will get you to be where you dream to be and in your first home one day or your next home, whatever it may be. And I just want to tell a little story really because it's kind of funny. I'm like one of those people that when I want something, I literally have to have it and I will become obsessed with the thought and the fact of getting it until I get it. And last year I wanted the like 12.9 um, iPad and like everybody knew that was what I wanted. All my sisters, my mom, my dad, my Mimi, my grandma, like every single person knew I wanted the newest iPad out. And then at Mimi's, I didn't get it um, when we were opening it, like with just me and all my sisters and my mom. And so I was like, okay, I bet my Mimi got it for me. No, my Mimi got my mom it. And so like, I was kind of thinking like, um, is that meant for me? But no, my mom did need a really bad new iPad. Hers was so old. It hurt me to watch her on it. But so then I was so pissed. I was like, I'm not going to just l- watch her use this iPad when I deserve it. Like I'm the one in real estate. I had just so many ideas of what I wanted to do with this iPad, even though I literally just watched TikTok on it. But Actually, that's not true, but I do watch TikTok on it majority of the time. But basically, um, so what I did was because I didn't have the 
$3,000 to buy the iPad myself, I decided to go behind everyone's back and go to Best Buy and basically lease to own the iPad. Well, because I was just had to have it when I wanted it, I paid so much more money than I could have if I would have just waited until I had sold a house to bought it. So just be really smart about if you're wanting to buy a home in the near future or really just like want to achieve your dreams one day and get rich like me, save your money and look at what you're spending and get organized. It is so important. Um, And don't just do stupid things like me and buy an iPad and have to pay an extra thousand dollars just to just because I wanted it right then and there like Jesus. Um, Okay, really fast. With that being said, I have a really exciting launch coming soon that has to do with that. Um, It has saved me and a lot of other people. Um, It's amazing for real estate agents, for um, people that are wanting to try and get organized with their money. Stay tuned because that's coming out soon. Um, And lastly, I just want to quickly touch on the current market in Northern Kentucky. And basically, it's that there is hardly any inventory. And I really think that it is affecting people's personal lives. Because buying a house is just stressful process in general. And even in markets where like, it's good for buyers, and you're not in a seller's market, it's still stressful, you're buying a house. Now, add on situations like, for example, I'm not dealing with any of like this right now, but I'm sure it's happening plenty that you're in the middle of a divorce and you want to buy a home so bad and you're in desperate need of finding a new home and there's hardly anything out there. Well, then you look and look and look and there's no inventory and then you find the one. You love it. You like, it feels like everything is just finally working out and then you go to put in an offer, but there are eight offers on the table and you don't get it. It is just so hard. Like, and that is what every buyer is dealing with right now. And it sucks. And it's really easy to get your hopes up in this market. And right now there's just high home prices, high interest rates. And so many people are having to exceed the budget that they intended on paying. So it's really important for us agents to educate our buyers on what the market's truly like right now and not let them get their hopes up and know that at the end of the day, they're going to find the one. And if they didn't get the one that they really, really wanted, that means that it was not meant for them. So yeah, I hope all of you enjoyed this week's episode and I am so excited to launch my something, something, but everything is linked below. Um, yeah. Okay. That's all. Love you. Bye.